To all my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders, welcome to the 30-Minute Lockdown, episode 27. We are back in the building, man, each and every Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and all your popular platforms you get your podcast from. I'm your host, Coach Devious, back at you with another video, the 30-Minute Lockdown, where we give you news and views of the NBA and NFL sports world in 30 minutes or less, man. We are right back in the building with another episode, and this one is definitely one that I'm looking forward to and extremely excited about. It's about defense, man. It's simple and plain. It's about defense. I kind of previewed this in a couple of other my shows, and I was talking about how exactly we're going to do things in the next couple of weeks, and we're going to talk about, first and foremost, you know, I'm going to start with defense. I'm just going to have to do it. I mean, I'm be, call me biased. Call me what you want. We're going to start with defense. We're going to do top 10 defenses this week, and then next week we're going to do top 10 offenses, offenses in, uh, in NFL. So we're going to talk about exactly how we feel about uh, teams that I feel like are, are in the top echelon of offense and defense. So we're going to get into that in short order. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to break down their depth chart, who I feel like is uh, top to bottom and why. And uh, there's a little bit of fantasy implications in this particular uh, series, in my opinion, because I think that you can look at it from a totality standpoint if you draft in defense as a whole, or if you got individual players like PPR leagues, you just do individual defenders who might shine in those particular defenses. So uh, we'll underscore that as well. We'll get into that in short order. But like I said, man, it's, 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 it's ready to roll. It's ready to roll, man. I'm super excited about this. So, um, like I said, we're doing top 10 defenses in the NFL. You know, all 32 teams. And who's who's going to be top dog? We're going to start from one. We're going to bring it all the way down to 10. You know, is and uh, we're going to we'll get into it real heavy, man. It's going to be real good. So, without further ado, my first and top overall defense for the 2023 season is shouldn't be that much of a big surprise based upon what they've done in the draft and for in the last few, few years. And that's the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> the Eagles are my top dog. I mean, it's 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 not hard to tell. And then they turn around and signed uh, Miles Jack uh, as a, as a, another reserve linebacker uh, in free agency. <laughs> so they're they're even more loaded on defense. So with the advent of drafting Jalen Carter, who, who just kind of fell in their lap, Nolan Smith is on is a reserve person in this in this uh, regime as well. Jordan Davis, a holdover from last year, was a a monster in the run game. Brandon Graham, a come uh, a returning player, veteran Eagle. Uh, Fletcher Cox still in the mix. You got Darius Slay, you got uh, James Bradbury on the outside, Ashawn Reddick rushing the passenger, and you got Nicobe Dean, Miles Jack, Nick Morrow, and a few others holding down the interior of this defensive, uh, I guess you can say, stalwart of a defense. I'm looking like this team is going to be really, really difficult to score points on. And just to round it out, Terrell Edmonds and, and Reed Blankenship uh, are coming, bringing up the rear in the safety room. That's a, that's a good room. I think that if only if you had to underscore weakness out of this four three defense, I would say that maybe safety. But I, I do believe in Terrell, Terrell Evans. I think he's a good player. He's uh, from Pittsburgh. He's Tremaine Evans' brother, ironically. Um, so I think he's a really good player. It's the only question I really have is Reed Blankenship. Outside of that, their corner room. I mean, you got Avante Maddox as a reserve. Greedy Williams. There's a lot to like, you know. So like I said, for my impact players, are Hashan Reddick, Nicobe Dean, and Darius Slay at each level. So, listen, it's hard-pressed to say that it's not going to be a top-10 defense. Top five, if, if, if everybody stays healthy, in my opinion. But they're my number one defense. So, you're looking for a team that's going to be stingy on defense and, and take the ball away and rush the pasture hot and heavy? The Philadelphia Eagles are that. Because just based on their rankings from last year, they were 16th in rushing, which is interesting because, again, that, that happened more so when Jordan Davis went down. But they got Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis in the interior this time around. So, they just got two-headed monster which is going to be really difficult to move any of them uh, big bodies in that middle. They were number one in passing, number one in team sacks. So, and they've gotten better, not worse, on the defensive side of the ball. So 
I definitely believe that they're going to be a formidable unit in my number one defense going forward. Now, number two is the Dallas Cowboys. Staying in the same division. Staying in the same division. They got uh, some some players. They got some players. Trading with Stephon Gilmore was, was definitely the move. Getting him to pair him up with Trayvon Diggs was definitely the move. Like I said, Michael Parsons is going to be a full-time edge rusher this year. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, Trayvon Diggs is going to be your uh, your impact players in this 4-3 defense. They ranked uh, 22nd in the rush last year, which is going to vastly improve by drafting Mozzie Smith and having OZ Odigizua in the middle. With Parsons and Lawrence on the edge, yeah. That's one of the best deal interior, just the flat out four three hand in the dirty lineman groups in the league, hands down. I really believe that 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 particular group with Mozzie and OC being ridiculously uh, stout in, in the run game and Demarcus and Mike are rushing the passer consistently. Oh yeah, I'm loving what they're doing defensively on on uh, up front. Stephon Gilmore, Charon Diggs on the edge. You got Lakin Vanderess who's a holdover. Uh, linebacker is strong side linebacker. Demon Clark and Jabril Cox will finally both are finally healthy. We're really good prospects coming out of college. If you guys watch college football and you watch these guys in college, they were serious uh, threats in the front of the linebacker position when they when they were playing in college. So all they got to do is play decent and they could just play downhill because those guys up front will do their job. Play downhill, play like you play in college, and use the athleticism that you have, and they're going to be they're going to be good. And then rounding out the safety room, you got uh, Jaron uh, Curse. Donovan Mitchell and Malik Hooker. Malik Hooker is, is another guy they just resigned um, who's going to be a playmaker for them in that, in that big nickel package. So definitely looking for them to take strides and, and, and boost their rating from that, uh, uh, I guess you can say that fourth overall in team sacks, eight in passing and 22 in rushing last year. I think that's going to go way up in 2023. So look out for the Cowboys. They're my number two. Number three, <laughs> ironically, is the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco 49ers, who, you know, we're top five, top ten defense in the last two years, especially. I think at, at the moment they draft Nick Bosa, they just started to take off from a defensive perspective. Now, I will say I dropped them down a bit because of this. They lost Demico Ryan. Losing your defensive coordinator does matter. It does matter in this particular facet, but I don't think from a talent perspective they're going to be that much worse, you know, when it comes down to losing their coordinator. I still think they got a really good guy they need to replace him with. However, I still think there's going to be a slight changing of the guard and maybe some growing pains early. But the, the, the talent level is is definitely something to uh, behold. I mean, like I said, the impact players are Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, and and, and Tylenoia Hofunga. Hope I sound spelled that, pronounced that right. Uh, the safety, all pro safety, ironically, last year uh, in his 4-3 defense. So Drake Jackson's the second-round pick they drafted. They picked up Javon Hargrave in free agency. Eric Armstead is coming back and Nick Bosa. Now, he's holding out right now. A new deal, but I would like to believe, much like Chris Jones, that you have to have those guys come week one to start the season. If you don't, then the defense is going to look way different, and I think the organization knows that. So it's not a matter of if, but just a matter of when they bring those guys in and sign them to a new deal. Uh, their corners, I think they might, if you had to pick a weak spot, the corners would be the weak spot. They did sign Isaiah Oliver, who's ironically to me is outside corner, but they haven't played in slot, which is interesting. Uh, Traverius Ward came over from the Chiefs uh, a couple years ago. Uh, the Amador Lenore in the right corner. Like I said, Hufunga and Gibson are the safeties. I'm going to refer one of Drake Greenlaw and Owen Burke in the middle of this particular defense. So I'm looking for this team just, just to be them. I guess they were top five defense last year, and I expect them to be that again this year. They were second against the run, uh, 16 against the pass, and 14 against sacks overall, which is actually ironically low to have the defensive player of the year on your uh, defense, but and led the league in sacks on, on top of that. So I think that uh, they can. 
improve themselves, especially with Javon Hargrave in the middle now, um, putting pressure on the quarterback up the middle. So that pass rush sack number should come up. But I'm um, definitely looking for this team to be top five if, if, if nothing else. So they're my number three. Number four is the New York Jets. Now, I know we talk about hard knocks and what this team looks like and doesn't look like when it comes down to their uh, personnel, how well they're going to do. But I say one thing, with Robert Sala being the defensive mind that he is and the, and, the, and the bodies he has on this defensive uh, front and who they drafted in the last couple of years, yeah, I think I think there's no question that it's going to be a top five defense. And they, they landed number four for me. Actually, they were seven team in a rush, third in the pass, and seventh overall in team sacks. And I think that number's going to go up because they drafted another pass rush to go along with Jermaine Johnson and uh, I believe it's Miles Murphy, right? So uh, they got they got two dominant edge rushers for the foreseeable future. They pair them up with Quinn Williams, Carl Lawson, Al Woods, and John Franklin Myers. Yeah, that's that that front and along with the Cowboys front is something to behold because you not only have two dominant reserves, you got four good starters. So yeah, I'm looking for that for this team to be good up front. CJ Mosley's in the middle with his defense. Quincy Williams, the linebacker, along with Jameer Whitehead. And uh, DJ Reed with Sauce Gardner is in all the corners um, with Jordan Whitehead and Adrian Amos now as a safety because they lost their starting safety to injury. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't think there's going to be a drop off. Adrian Amos is a, is a former, uh, uh, I guess you, I think he's a former Pro Bowler if I'm not mistaken. So and coming over from the Packers, so I think that they're just fine defensively and they didn't really lose anything. And like I said, their defense is looking really good and really deep um, from a upfront perspective. Um, you know, if I had to pick a weak spot outside of Sauce, I got questions at corner. But because um, I think DJ Reed's gonna get a lot of work and a lot of targets because Sauce is gonna be that one guy that locks up your main guy. So if DJ Reed can hold up to the task along with their slot and their fourth receiver, fourth corner, excuse me, then they will definitely be stout. But I definitely think this is the number four defense overall. Um, just, just them getting to the pass from having depth at that position and and a bit of cover uh, from a safety and a cornerback position. So I'm looking for them to take big, big strides in number four. But look out for the Jets. Number five. It's a familiar name, the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens' defense is getting better and better, low-key, low-key. Um, they got a couple little injury, little dings here. Uh, Rocket Singh went out and with injury, and I was, but I expect him back. Um, they think they're the first 34 team base team that's on my list. Um, they got Roquan Smith signing to a big, fat deal and with him, him and Patrick McQueen in the interior. So that's one of the best duo linebacking groups that is out there, Roquan and Patrick. Uh, and they drafted Trenton Simpson, ironically, as the third guy who probably is going to take Patrick Queen's job in a minute because he's a, he's a stud uh, out of Clemson. So I'm looking for him to be a good rotational guy for them. But up front, Michael Pierce, Broderick Washington, uh, Justin Matabiqui, uh, just, you know, just run-stopping beef up front. Uh, Tyus Bowser's your edge rusher along with Odie Awe uh, and uh, a few other guys. Um, maybe the David Ojabo is, I believe, there as well. Um, he's going to be a rotational guy, so they got depth there. Rocky Yassin, Marlon Humphrey on the corners, and Kyle Hamilton, Marcus Williams in the safety uh, groups. Listen, that, that safety group is highly underrated. <laughs> they don't talk enough about Kyle Hamilton and Marcus Williams as being the top tandem from a safety spot uh, in the league. So the depth they have, the cornerbacks, the, the rushers, the safeties, they, they, they're looking really, really good. And they're going to give people problems and headaches when it comes down to who they play in the AFC North. So look out. For the Baltimore Ravens, I think they're good and they supplant themselves well at five. Because, like I said, they were good, started to run last year, third and against the run, 23rd against the pass, and fifth in sacks. Now, ironically enough, without a dominant edge rusher, they were fifth in sacks as a team. And I really think that that improves with the health of, of Jabo Owe and Ty's Bowser. So, yeah, I'm looking for them to take strides and be a top five offense, top five defense this year. 
they're going to give offensive fits. I really do believe that. So look out for the Ravens at number five. Number six is an interesting one. The Miami Dolphins. Now, I probably might have had them higher if Jaden Ramsey hadn't gone out. Now, he's going to be missing for the majority of the season. Um, so we kind of got to push them back a little bit because I had a little bit higher with him being up there, especially with their new defensive coordinator in Nick F- Vic Fangio. I really think that a scheme, that 34-base scheme with those guys that they have in-house was going to be top tier. Now, having Eli Apple and a few other guys, they're working out, you know, it's going to replace Jalen Ramsey's production, hopefully. But still got a Zamie Howard. Still got Christian Wil- Wilkins. Still got Bradley Chubb, who they pick- picked up in, in a trade last year. Like I said, and, um, and Xavier Howard's round out of the secondary. So those are my three impact players. Um, they were fourth against the rush last year, 28th in passing, ironically. And uh, hopefully that gets better. And eighth in sacks. So you got Jalen Phillips up front, Emmanuel Ogba, Roquan Davis, and Christian Wilkins up front. Bradley Chubb is the edge rusher along with Jalen Phillips, Jerome Baker, and David Long are the NCAA linebackers. Eli Apple was most likely going to be the starter. Um, Cam Smith is your slot, who they drafted, who I really, really like. I think people were kind of down on him because he had air quote character issues. But as a player, he, is, he had a first-round grade on him in his production in college. So I think he's going to be a player for them. He's going to have to step up and be big for them to play with Xavier Howard, Eli Apple. And round out of the secondary, you got Deshaun Elliott and, and Javon Holland, who was a big-time player. Javon Holland's very underrated safety as well. So I think they definitely are going to make noise and be a formidable force with that offense, to couple with that offense in Miami. So look at look out for them at number six. I think Miami's going to be big, big time in what they do when it comes down to how they uh, get after the quarterback and cover, because I really believe that this team can get it done uh, in their 34-base game. And again, big Fangio's scheme, as a whole, as a whole, is definitely something you can uh, hang your hat on. I really feel like that he is definitely somebody that can truly, truly uh, scheme up some certain things, and just the just the presence and the play calling he does is going to allow for him to be to be dominant in the AFC East. So look out for the Dolphins at, at six. All right, number seven, we got the the old dog with new tricks, the Bill Belichick's. Uh, Patriots at seven. So uh, we got uh, some interesting things going on here, and I still can't fathom why or how the the Patriots were able to land Christian Gonzalez even by trading down in the draft. I still that still baffles me. I don't know how they did that. I don't really know, but I am on the record as saying that Christian Gonzalez is probably the most polished corner coming out of college, and they landed him in the middle part of the draft. And just knowing what Bill Belichick can scheme up and how he it gets it very exotic and very uh, deliberate with his looks and try to confuse the hell out of the offense is is is, is a staple in itself. So you know you know these guys aren't household names. You know, ironically, outside of the secondary, but these guys are players. They just resigned Matthew Judon to extension, so he's going to be the edge, primary edge rusher. They drafted Keon White. In the second round, I believe he's going to be their secondary edge rusher. So they should be getting decent production on the beat on both edges. With Goshkan, Wise, and Guy as your primary guys up front in this 3 4 defense. Um, jo- Jawan Bentley and uh, Jahali Tavi, Tavier, I hope I said that right, in the interior. Uh, like I said, you got Jonathan Jones, Marcus Jones, and Christian Gonzalez in the secondary. Now, <laughs> that's a top tier defense. Uh, from a secondary perspective, just alone. Like, I really think they're going to play a lot of man coverage. They're going to get in your face, and they're going to try to lock people down because that, that athleticism and the physicality by which the, the corners are going to play with, in my opinion, is going to be something to talk about. I really believe that they definitely are going to be able to get after the passer, and they're going to be able to cover. 
um, with Kyle Duggar and Jabril Peppers rounding out the safety room along with uh, Adrian Phillips as well as their third safety. So I'm looking for this team to definitely make moves and it'd be sneaky good. Now, I'm not sure what the offense will look like. I'm not going to hang my hat on them being good at all, you know, with Mac Jones. I mean, Bill O'Brien's back as offensive coordinator, so it should be better. But again, you know, people are criticizing their office of uh, wide receivers and their weapons in general. You know, outside of Ramondre Stevens, most people don't hang their hat on the idea that, you know, you definitely going to be a top-tier offense. So they're going to have to hang their hat on defense. That's what it's going to boil down to. Hang your hat on defense and, and understand that you're going to have to keep the score low, in a sense. You know, and just looking back on their stats from last year, they were seventh in rushing, 15th in passing, and third in sacks, ironically. Third in sacks. So, and I think that possession will should stay steady or go up with Keon White coming in the building now. So, again, getting out the pass and giving them exotic looks, confusing these rookie quarterbacks that they're going to have to face. But as Bill Belichick makes his money and going confusing quarterbacks, that's what he does. That's what he does. So, we're definitely looking for them to be exotic and be deliberate. And I'm telling you, I'm watching Christian Gonzalez because I think that boy is, is going to be a player. And I'm sure Bill Belichick is salivating at the f- idea of he can coach this kid for the next four to five years. I know he's salivating at that. I don't know if he's going to be to keep him out of that because he might just be that damn good that he's going to go somewhere else and get paid. <laughs> but, I mean, his sheer athleticism is smoothness in and out of his breaks. His speed is, you know, I mean, it's just, it's all there. Size and speed, his athleticism, his quick twitchiness, it's all there. It's all there. And so I like Christian Gonzalez is going to be a player. And the fact that he don't have to cover the number one guy all the time, he can just play with Jonathan Jones on the other side. Yeah. I'm looking for this defense to be really good in coverage, especially. And if they generate pass rush like they did last year, oh, yeah. It's going to be a top-tier defense. So watch out for the New England Patriots. Next up at number eight, we got the Buffalo Bills. Now, I understand that the Buffalo Bills lost the defensive coordinator. Leslie Frazier's gone. You know, they got a new guy in the building. But I still think this there this is a top tier defense from a talent perspective. They lost Trey, Trey Edmonds in 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 that regard, but uh, they still they still looking on paper like a, a, a dominant unit. I mean, let's just be honest. Bong Middle coming back healthy, Greg Russo on the edges, Ed Oliver in the middle along with Daquan Jones. That's a formidable front four. I mean, and, and Leonard Floyd coming off the edge in another reserve role that they picked up in free agency is another thing. So, you know, if I had to pick a weakness on this defense, I would say linebacker outside of Matt Milano. Like I said, when you had him and Trey Evans paired up, that was one of the best duos in the league. But he lost him, and, and Tyrell Dawson had to fill that void. But overall, I'm looking at Matt Milano being that staple and that nickel, you know, actually three down. I mean, he doesn't matter, run or pass. He can play it all. It doesn't matter what production to get out of Tyrell. But outside of that, I think it's pretty solid. And the secondary is dominant. Tredavious White, uh, Killier Aline, who they drafted last year, well, it's coming into the second year, should be really good. Was in Jordan Poirier and Michael Hyde, they're probably the best duo from a safety perspective uh, in the league. And you add a couple of that with DeMar Hamlin, uh, you know, coming back from an amazing story, an amazing uh, comeback, you know, and from him in this, uh, you know, you know, near-death experience, you know, to put it plain. You know, I, I'm just clapping up and marveling, my, marveling at the fact that he's even able to play football at this point. You know, so he's tackling, he's doing drills, he's full-on practicing, man. It's an amazing story. So, I mean, nothing else play inspired for that man, <laughs> you know, when he's playing on the field. So, you know, I think this is going to be a good defense. And again, that's not – then they'll take a step back slightly because they change the coordinators and uh, and things of that nature. But I still think it's a form of the unit. And if they can generate a pass rush and don't have to hold up, you know, ridiculously long in pass coverage, I think their secondary is going to take gonna pick his spots and be really good. Like I said, they really dominate the city spot. And, and a corner – 
if you had to question anything, the second corner and the second linebacker would be the questions. But outside of that, solid unit, solid unit. So really good against the run, obviously. You know, they can this middle tier gets the pass. They just gotta get out of the passing more. They get out of the passing more and they can generate pass rush with the duo of Floyd and, and Miller for sure. And Russo uh bring up the red air all of them pushing up the middle, then they'll be fine. They'll be fine. I'm not I'm not too worried about it. So I really think they they're still gonna be in the top 10 um from a defensive perspective. So look out for the Bills. I think they're gonna be really good, really good. So number nine is a, is a old faithful, the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers are sneaky good, in my opinion. You know, the combination, the mixture of things that Mike Tomlin is doing. And then we all know that his, his, his avenue in his niche is defense. We all know that. And the people they picked up and the people that have hold over, they re-signed Alex Heisman to his long-term deal, so they got their address set with him and T.J. Watt. Cam Haywood's still in the building, still being productive. They drafted a kid by the name of Keanu Benson, who's very highly underrated as an interior D lineman. Very highly underrated. And they stole him in a draft, along with Darnell Washington, a few other people they stole. <laughs> so... I'm looking for those guys to be good, first and foremost. You know, and starting off, like I said, last year they were ninth in rushing, ninth in the pass, and 15 in sacks. And I think that was largely due to the fact that T.J. Watt was hurt some part of the year. If T.J. Watt was still healthy, with him and Heisman rushing the passer at a consistent rate, Keanu Benson and Cameron Hayward causing havoc in the interior and nickel, and Larry Joey being that third guy in base, yeah, <laughs> yeah, this, this team is going to be improved on that 15th ranking from a team sack perspective. You know, and then you got it because they run a 34 base scheme, like a, like it shows on the screen. I'm looking for this team to be very excited against the run again. I think the knife is 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 a it can improve. The knife ranking for oh, last year can improve. Um, and they went out and got uh, Quan Alexander in the free agency because I was kind of questioning what they were doing in the inside linebacker. But they went out and got him. He he if he can stay healthy. He's a, he's a he's the number one linebacker. Kohoko's gonna likely be the second guy. Went out and got Patrick Peterson, Wiley veteran uh, to play corner. And they drafted Joey Porter Jr., who look he's looking amazing in camp. So you got two solid, two solid corners on top of the idea of having a dominant pass rush and a dominant interior. Linebackers ain't got to do much, <laughs> you know. Just, just be good, just be okay. And I think if Quan can stay on the field and one on with Cole, they'll be just fine. They'll be just fine. That's why I have him at, at number nine. But I think that they it could they have a chance to break into the top five if they're good, if they're really good and they're really healthy. Um, and then they're bringing up the rear with Michael Momiga Fitzpatrick and uh Demonte Casey uh coming in. I think they got Keanu Neal as well. I think they just got two guys from the old, old Falcons regime uh playing safety for them. So yeah, I think they can be sneaky good. And again, Mike Tom is gonna make you better as a unit overall than you normally would look anyway. So to have the players and the and, and the actual talent on the field on top of that. They can they can be top five. They can be top five. It just automatically just really break boils down to who you play and how things break. You know, dude, I think that really just matters to the idea that they can honestly and truly um, be good. But they got to face a tough division. They got the Bengals, the Browns, the the Ravens to, to you know to name a few. Those are six games right there you got to contend with. But I think this defense is, is built for the task. So I'm looking for them to be good. Um, you know, and holding that knife ranking or maybe higher depending on how things check out. But I do like what they're doing. On the defensive side of the ball, like see, so you got some wildy veterans here, and Patrick Peterson, KZ Mink is a veteran now, Cam Haywood, and you know with CJ Watt, you know being the top five edge rusher that he is, Alex Highsmith being a good secondary uh, option. Yeah, so as long as they don't take any injuries, I think the only thing that's really hurt them is is injuries. If they don't take any injuries, any any, any long term injuries, I think they're gonna be definitely a good unit, and, and definitely be a, a, a cog in this uh, in this train that it is the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Again, that's what they built. Is what they built on. We know the Steelers were being really stout defensively, and I don't think this year is going to be any different. So watch out for the Steelers, man. I'm looking forward to seeing how they shake out um, in the rankings. And last but not least, I still think the holdover for uh, Super Bowl a few years ago is the, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now I don't know what this all, the offense is going to look like. I don't, <laughs> but I do think the defense is still sneaky good. I really do. Um, and, and it's all predicated on the idea that they drafted uh, another guy going on with Vita Vey up front and Cloud Jacassi. Now, he is hurt right now. He got a cash trade, but he will be back. Um, and I think though, that, that two-handed monster in, in the interior with Devin White and Lamonte David, you can't, you can't, you can't uh, discredit that. You really can't. Um, and just going back from a down year last year with, you know, with Tom Brady's last year, they were 15 against the rush, 9 against the pass, and 10 against sacks. Um, and I think that was, you know, due slightly due to the fact that Shaq Bear was hurt a little while. Um, I think Joey Tryon Sharinka, who they drafted in the first round a couple of years ago, needs to take a step in the right direction to help out with Shaq Barry. But I still think it's a really good unit. I think Kalaja Kansas is, is is drawing comparison to Aaron Donald. Vita Vea is just a, is a run-stopping uh, nightmare. Logan Hall is, is a solid player. Like I said, with Sharinka and Barrett on the outside, I really think that they're going to be really good against the pass if the secondary can hold up. And I think he can. They still got Carden Davis the third, Jamel Dean as their start, starting corners. Uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. is a free safety. So Ryan, it was pretty on pretty much the only question mark as far as who can be productive. But again, you know, if that's just one guy you're worried about, I think you're in pretty good company. You know, there's not a whole lot of weaknesses here. And I think that the corners are really good. And again, Todd Bowles is a defensive minded guy. If nothing else was going to be right about the team, it should be the defense. I think they will round out the top 10 as far as being really good defensively. Um, some auto mentions out there, but I think that just by unit and coaching that the, uh, the Buccaneers land at top 10. Um, like I said, with Vita Vea, Vita Vea Devin White, and Antoine Whitfield Jr. by himself, that you know, those, those pro bowl level players. So I really think that they can definitely get back to um, that Super Bowl style of defense. Now, only thing that's going to really hurt them is really why I had them at 10 is the simple fact that the offense might leave them on the field longer than they want to be. You know, if the offense is not putting up points with, you know, Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield or whoever is going to start a quarterback, you know, I think that they will uh, be playing longer minutes and that's what could wear them down. But if the offense is just decent, this defense will be really good and they'll land at top 10 in, in the rankings when the season's all said and done. So we'll see how it goes. But overall, I really believe that, uh, you know, this defense can be really good. Again, you just got to get supported by your offense. No matter how good you are, you got to be supported by your offense just a little bit. If they can support you a little bit and don't leave you on the field 30, 40 minutes in a 60-minute ball game, then you will definitely stay fresh and stay dominant, and you will definitely uh, keep the points off the board. So we'll look at look we'll see what the Buccaneers do, but I think they do for me as a unit round out the top ten. So to to recap, we got the Eagles at one. Let's go back here. Eagles at one. Cowboys at two. Forty nine at three. Jets at four. Ravens at five. Dolphins at six. Patriots at seven. Bills at eight. Steelers at nine. And Buccaneers at ten. So, you know, keep in mind the guys that I kind of underscored and who I feel like the, is the cause and defense and impact players. Uh, Vita Vea, Devin White, and Antoine Winfield Jr. for the Bucks, Cameron Haywood, T.J. White, Mika Fitzpatrick for the uh, Steelers, Von Miller, Matt Milano, Trey White for the Bills, Matthew Judon, Christian Gonzalez, and Jonathan Jones for the Patriots, Christian Wilkins, Bradley Chubb, and Xavier Howard for the Miami Dolphins, Roquan Smith, Marlon Humphrey, Kyle Hamilton for the Ravens, uh, Quentin Williams, C.J. Mosley, Sauce Gardner for the Jets, 
Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, and Talanoia Hofunga from the 49ers. Michael Parsons, Stephon Gilmore, Trey Diggs for, from the Cowboys, and Hashan Reddick, Nicobe Dean, and Darius Slay um, to round out the impact players lists to uh, for guys that you may want to pick up in fantasy who could be definitely stars on your fantasy team and pick up points for you in the league. So that's my top 10. Let me know what you think in the comments. Like, comment, subscribe as always, and we'll be back with you with next week with a top 10 offensive grouping, and we'll break that down in short order who I feel like is going to be a top 10 offensive weapons and maybe give you some sleepers for fantasy that might show up and show out in this offense uh, come uh, September. So look out for that next week, and uh, let me know what your feedback is on this list. And if I missed anybody, please let me know. But in the meantime, between time, I'm your man, Coach Defense. Until next week, I'll see you when I see you. Step up and lock it down. <laughs>